Welcome to The Event Brew, where event professionals from different backgrounds talk about the latest, most controversial, and interesting topics dominating the minds of the industry right now. This is a candid conversation, the likes of which can only otherwise be found late at night in host hotel lobby bars during industry conferences. So relax and drop in on what event pros really say when no one else is around. This show is brought to you by Endless Events, the event management company that tells you how it really is. Now, let's brew something up. All right, and welcome to Event Brew, where our opinions matter. Yeah, I like I like the inflection there. Our opinions matter. Matter? Question mark. Uh, yeah. But mainly, we spend most of the time talking about what we're drinking. I am here with secretly, not secretly, uh, Corey's favorite <laughs> event brew crewer, Nick Borelli, with all seated, and it's just us two. Two we eat with with hot and yeah. Is this a busy season for you? Uh, people think that busy seasons are. Uh, objective and they're not. They're super subjective depending on the part of the industry you're in or part of the country that you're in. So for what you're doing, maybe for yourself and then your business, is this a busy season for you? I want to say typically June is a busy season for the event industry. January, um, you know, like at least with corporate, you know, we stay away from like the the holidays during, uh, you know, winters. But I would say, yeah, everyone's ramping up, getting and everything is in person now and you know we all those concessions but i'm keeping us on time so nick first first things first before we dive into today's topic what just, are you drinking yeah just some flavored sparkling water uh I don't, I don't know how many flavors of mountain dew i've been through today uh had to end that and uh go into raspberry lime water not that exciting I, the the rest of the day has been. I don't know if everyone could see on camera. Now that I have a video thing, I'm telling you, flaming hot Mountain Dew is where it is at. It's so good. Uh, I I still think we should all switch the kind of drinks that we drink. So if you want to drink whole milk uh, on behalf of Will, yeah, exactly. You drink something. Whoever gets mine is going to really have to <laughs> work your way up there. Uh, it's. Uh, it's definitely hard. I'd imagine like day one of, of that would be uh, a rough for someone. I feel like, you know how, how, how hot ones, they have all the hot sauces. If you ever watch that. Oh yeah. We should, yeah, we yeah. should do like an event brew <laughs> where you get a can of like Mountain Dew. <laughs> my, my refrigerator has beer. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven flavors of Mountain Dew in my office refrigerator. So I have like, like seven flavors or different brands of sparkling water and they're all just <laughs> I have a few of those but yeah it's uh, it's very much like ooh which Baja Blast do I want do I want the traditional Taco Bell flavored Baja Blast or the new gold decisions at sub imprints of uh, Mountain Dew I have uh, variations on so I uh I've the, the new grape uh, there's just so many to choose from so yeah Mountain Dew uh I know what to put on my tombstone uh definitely <laughs> cause of death the do or spo sponsored by yeah i don't know if we do let's say a lot of nice things uh so how about yourself what's the opposite of uh, mountain dew so i just came back from i'm actually in massachusetts right now and i just went on a little walk with 
my mom and then I rushed back on here to jump on this podcast recording and now we're on video and so <laughs> I am in my uh, bedroom and I was going to make up that I'm drinking like a local beer. There's a place, uh, East Hampton. Sam Adams? Here. It's a local beer, right? <laughs> That's Boston, but yeah, I'll just oh, say yeah. I'm drinking Sam Adams. Mass Ma Massachusetts is close enough. Yep, I'll actually I'll accept that. But yes, I don't even have my sparkling water on me. I'm just like you win. Yeah, that's that's uh, Massachusettsy, right? <laughs> I did have a cider donut earlier. Oh, yeah, that's tough to beat. Those are I I, I personally can't. Like I'm not can't get into donuts that have like cream on them or like, like at that point I'm like it's a cake but I love a good like cider donut or just like a just a regular donut with like nothing on it I know that seems kind of weird but like I just like the donut part of a donut yes is that with or without your your Mountain Dew flaming hot oh yeah, yeah. it's got to be a good pairing you know it depends on the <laughs> you know the season and obviously you know there's different do different dues for different seasons and then the vintage there's, there's a lot to consider uh you know especially the nose on the mountain dew it's very important to do a swirl before you pair it with your your food how to taste mountain dew oh. really. yeah whatever the sommelier equivalent of mountain dew is that's what i want to aspire towards um yeah so uh what are we talking about that's not mountain dew all right. Well, today's topic is relationship between personal tech advancements and the event sphere. So it's probably going to be a lot of questions. I'm going to ask you, Nick, give you some of my opinions, interview style. And then by the time you know it, the, the 30 minutes will be up plus or minus the intro guy, which do you remember his name? I feel like we've been talking. We've there, questioned. Yeah, there is a name. Uh, we've named him. Yeah. Uh, some kind of mascotty name, uh, Brewster or something like that is what I would call him. If it was up to me to, you know, do it right now because I forgot about what what we actually already came up with. Brewster sounds like a real name. Uh, I'll, okay, uh, we'll call him that. Sure. Yeah. So technology that you own personally that you leverage uh, in your event life. Uh, I mean, the easiest answer is phone. I mean, yes. I'm constantly amazed by what I can accomplish with nothing but my phone. I used to go to events and, and lug a laptop with me and uh, a DSLR camera. Uh, like I was just like, you know, doing all this. And then just slowly but surely, I was like, I don't need this stuff really. You know, like uh, my, my phone is, is a great computer. Uh, it connects me to everyone I need to. And then the, the camera is like the reason that I get a better phone. Every yes. Year. I was going to say the camera is definitely the reason and how it, it obviously that relationship is this is my personal phone. This is, you know, I, I think you and I were talking about the how we like to upgrade all the time and get the latest and the greatest phone. And the last one I or the one I currently have, it's I, I honestly got it day of release because of the phone capabilities for my vacation. But then it helps because I don't have a work phone. I, I It's Everything is in my one my one phone. So when I'm taking photos of decor, when I'm on site, those kind of things, like it definitely benefits. And the personal tech advancements, it's only going to get better and better. So of course, implementing that into events space. What about you? Are you? Do you have separate phones? Do you? No, I mean I, I, I mean a long story short, I have a secondary phone I use for Pokemon 
in addition to the phone, my main phone, I also use for Pokemon. But um, that's a whole. Uh, we should do a whole episode on Pokemon at some point, just because uh, it would be interesting only to me. But yeah, no, I, I haven't had a second phone ever. I've always, I have no distinction between this is my personal life, this is my work life. Like they're they're blended pretty evenly. I mean, I used to work for myself for years, and that makes that even less make sense to split things up. But um, I have used uh, a photo repository for about, geez, I don't know, almost 12 years now that every company I've ever worked for and many that I've um, consulted for, I've in- implemented uh, it as well. It's called Smug Mug, uh, which is primarily aimed uh, at photographers. And that's who I, I found out about it from as friends of mine who were photographers. And it's a photo hosting uh, repository site, um, but the it's really really clean uh, UI UX. Like I find it to be like just like more so. I know a lot of people do Google, but I'm telling you, like this is so much cleaner. And the album uh, and gallery hierarchy is very akin to um, like subfolders, so like you can really organize things any way you'd want. But the main thing I do with it is tags. So like I take my photos with my my phone and then I upload them to that. And then I incorporate a lot of tags on them and it allows me to find things really easily. So I don't have to like have it all just be one thing like, you know, like I have to remember the date or remember where I was or the year of this or whatever. I could put a bunch of different things in the tags. And then if I was looking for something, I could uh, call upon it very quickly with any one of the clues in my head as far as like, oh, I remembered it was a blue wall or it was this. And I find that for the event companies I've worked for specifically, like that's how you remember things. You know, you remember like that was the best blue, you know, uh, lighting or uplighting, or if that was uh, that that room that I really loved that was very calming. Like anything that you say like that uh, is valid as far as you know you being able to call it up and use it for something. If you just include it in a meta tag uh, that's in there, you just you know add the tag and you can add them you know over time. And I think what we how do is time? so visual. Yeah. I'm How so, much time does that, does that take you? It do you depends. Do all like, your photos? I, I do. I do generally do it in dumps. Uh, and then afterwards I like add the tags in there or, or whatever. So like you can, it, you can have it. So it auto just uploads like my phone just auto uploads the, the uh, photos. And then you have the ability to anytime you want organize them uh, and you know, any more than you, you have to, it's like the best intern work possible. Like if you like literally are, our current in, intern uh, at All Seated, whose name is Cameron Diaz. And I'm like, don't even want to say anything more about that because it's like, I'm sure she's heard every single joke you could say. Uh, although we had a, we had literally had someone that, that applied named Rocky Balboa. And we were like, that, that absolutely can't be real. And yet LinkedIn profile, everything. And we were like, do we hire this person regardless of their, I didn't know who. <laughs> yeah, just so they can have that name. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so she's been like organizing it for us. So like it's the perfect way for like someone to like come into your company and like learn about you because like they organize things. They have a fresh set of eyes on things and they put stuff in there that you wouldn't have put in because they're more descriptive because they don't really know the context. So they get really, really descriptive. Uh, and then they learn about your your organization by seeing all the things that you've done, you know. So I find it to be like intern or like someone new to your company. It's like a great first project to do. Uh, but yeah, categorizing your images, like as much as we talk about our phones or like this, you know, amazing piece that we use to, you know, catalog our events, um, the organization and, and having that in, in ways that are valuable to your company is if it's not organized, like who cares? Like it, it may as well not be taken, taking the photo. 
Do you use anything like that, like a repository or anything? Um, I mean, I know I have an iPhone, so everyone does besides Will. <laughs> I think he cool. does again. I don't. I don't know. Oh, does? Oh, wait, actually, no. I think he does. I think yeah, we did talk he, about that because we kept came making... to the the Apple side. <laughs> Um, but I think that Apple Photos does do that. Yeah, it right? does. It, it yes, does automatically. Correct. My, mine does that too for backup purposes. Uh, but like, what, what I'm—I guess what I'm talking about is more for like having the photos that you have be shareable. Um, so. Oh, I see. Yeah, like the whole organization. Like, if you work for an organization, it would all benefit from. Um, yeah. And then, and then be discoverable. Like, be able to actually find the image if you weren't the person who took the photo you know like i just need i know we've done something like this before it, it was it was in an industrial space yeah and then you just like type industrial in and then it would find every Generate. image that you've tagged with the word industrial in it i don't not that i can recall but i do this isn't a personal tech advancement but i will say recently we had a a virtual companies meeting and uh, during the breaks, it was it was gratitudes. We have a, a a company Slack channel called Gratitude, gratitudes, and we'll just put in you know like kudos to Nick for an amazing program, and oh like this person came in and you know saved the day with last minute deadlines, whatever the case may be, and the 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 game during these kind of commercial breaks uh, were who said it like who and it was just they were real life examples from our Slack group. And I don't know if other people did this, but I just quickly went into my search bar and just, you know, I just, I'm like, okay, the first word is Google's Nick or kudos Nick. And I'll just write it and it would pop out. And I was like, oh, I said that, you know, back in like last November. And so that's something that I, I thought of. But I will say on top of personal tech advancements, though, the events mirror, what you were saying is the fact that you don't even really need your laptop. There's times where um having my all my emails on my phone but i will say healthy boundaries is i have to re-log into my emails my work emails every time i go and check it so that helps me like you know late at night when i'm not really thinking i'm just relaxing and i just secondhand just go into my emails if i if it's not worth typing in my username my email and my password every single time then i'm like it's not you know i could, this is a tomorrow thing password management in and of itself is you know, like a nightmare. Oh my gosh. I honestly, I think every, every year I put in change all my passwords onto, and I wish that there was just a better way or is there a better way? Uh, yes. I, I'm the worst at that kind of stuff. Honestly, I know that there's like people that are like really dogmatic about that and like have like the best systems and all that stuff. And I definitely don't. Um, I like I know Dahlia has like whole classes that she presents on on that topic of like password management. But like, yeah, there's something to be said about, you know, having some kind of system for that for sure. I just mine's mine's a bad system. Mine's really antiquated. <laughs> like I had one password manager app uh, on my phone like nearly 10 years ago and it crashed or something like that. Or like they discontinued um the program or whatever and anyways i lost like all my passwords and i was like oh my gosh i don't want my oh, no. stuff centrally i can't like basically i, I didn't want to rely on an app ever ever more uh even though i'm sure there's like much more stable things that are you know fine but uh, i do it really terribly i keep my passwords in a, an excel document that i keep in my dropbox so you'd have to get into my dropbox to get it 
which I feel like is kind of like a password manager. And then I have all these tabs for like different kinds of passwords for different things for like different organizations or like cPanel accesses and stuff, you know, like just all kinds of like other people's websites that I help to do stuff because I know that they are not going to remember their own passwords down the line or just crazy amounts of passwords. And uh, I just keep those all in like one Excel sp uh, spreadsheet with like, has like 15 or 16 tabs on it. Um, not the best, super manual. I just, uh, I know Excel but it's really something. well. Yeah, yeah. It'll keep you organized. So that's good. Yeah, it's there. You know, I could search for it if I need it. I can like use my search in Dropbox, which I use a lot. The, the search in Dropbox is super valuable. I mean, I don't know about you. Do you have a, are you a Google person or Dropbox or there's a bunch Google. of other ones? Google. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I don't know why I like that. I, you know, I get into things that like solve. I have a, a Dropbox though. I feel yeah. like, but I feel like it's to stop syncing or whatever the case may be. I, oh, it's whatever the the company or the you know. I know I Leah used to work. Uh, you know, my chapters I was a part of would work in one, and now mm -hmm. it's in another. Same thing like search. I know yeah. you and I were both on the marketing team. We would use one way, and you know, it's just constantly changing. So, yeah, yeah I would say tricky. Google though. Yeah, a lot of people use Google. Uh, uh, all seated uses something called Box, uh, which is not Dropbox. Oh wait, I also use Box. That's like what yeah. my company uses. Hot uses. Yeah, it is Box. Yeah, which is fine. But I, I generally, I, I have a two terabyte or more. I forget now at this point. Uh, Dropbox, and I have like uh, the the Mac equivalent too. But I find that to be like just the worst at sharing. Like it, it's basically a a repository and like a, a safety thing, but it's not like a working. Uh, like generate a link to to send people like I'm constantly doing that is dropping stuff in there and sharing links to people to you know get an approval or look at something oh um, yes absolutely I actually just thought of a, another real life example of personal tech advancements and then you know I was uh and then the event sphere is I was just recently on site for a program doing all the uh, like styling of the decor that we provided um and it was in Denver and Everything that there were so many changes I've never it was like I was like is someone is this a prank show <laughs> to the point where the the floor plan was like completely just so different and quantities were different and we had it was like weathers so we had to bring one thing in and the turnaround time anyways so for the first time there's an app called Bazart and I use it it's like a Photoshop I use it just to like make some flyers for like personal invitations and those kind of things or you know um just because of who I am I I, I love memes and I love making seeing how fast I can create kind of like a meme in like chat groups and send it back using people's whatever the case may be like a funny photo whatever the case is and so i used that app for the first time work related and i was like recreating a whole entire floor plan and changing quantities on my phone and it, it actually was pretty productive and we you know we got the job done but that's another great example i have i never thought i was going to use that to you know have it yeah update my social yeah my my tables i don't think i've ever done like anything like that certainly <laughs> There's a lot of people that up, update floor plans around uh, where I work, uh, but uh, not in that similar fashion. <laughs> it's not it's not part of what I do, but uh, yeah, I mean, stuff of that I own that I use a lot. I mean, it's funny, like if I'm on site or if I'm out, uh, I definitely bring my AirPods everywhere I go. Like the ability to have you know just to quickly uh, listen to calls or or to you know do something like that, and I find that they're um, microphones to be just extremely amazing like i 
I'm constantly surprised by just that how high quality like people record with them for, uh, even and they're they're pretty solid um I'm trying to think of the other technologies that I have that I use like frequently I mean when I go to events um I'm more often than not going there to like get inspiration anymore um I do that actually not at home uh with my Oculus um there's a lot of um events that people produce in in that way uh in that platform uh or, i'm sorry in that hardware that with different platforms like the one i use the most is microsoft's alt space and there's one coming up that i was at last year that they're doing again which is the uh kind of a, a download and, and conversations with uh, the people who are uh instrumental in producing burning man and you're in a 3d environment uh, showing you like that's one of those things where it's like i don't think you could do it justice explaining it um verbally i think that like even you know pictures aren't really there it's it's really scale so like uh like the thing about like oculus and like in in vr uh for um like learning i think is really exceptional when when things like scale are super important so like I, I did it last year. I remember just like walking, quote unquote, walking the space uh, of Burning Man and just seeing like the installations that they, you know, captured and rendered in that environment. And then actually having conversations with people that are like, you know, are there and uh, have to produce that and talk about security and talk about crowd management and talk about like uh, maintaining the integrity of it. Like it's a super fascinating event, but like having those lessons being you know told to you while you're in the midst of a an environment like that um it really makes it like land and um yeah just from a standpoint of like i need a i need to like get inspiration from somewhere um there's a lot of people that are just playing around in that platform uh and like that you can uh get some ideas that are not mainstream and that are just kind of like out there from a design perspective and it might inform you, you know, what you're thinking about or your how how you're uh, doing the work that you're doing for maybe live events. I don't. I do you play around with? Do you have do you have an Oculus or anything like that? Or no, I don't. Um, but you know, I, I I know of them. You know, in, sure. In work, we we actually have design experience like around them and and all of that, like unveiling of an un unboxing. I just sure. realized that when you said live, like we're actually live on a platform right now. <laughs> yeah right like this isn't <laughs> true i just had that moment where i was like wait i'm seeing the live button i'm like we're actually really live yeah uh we'll see how that goes <laughs> i guess but yeah that seems to be the <laughs> That's case hilarious. i'm also thinking of other personal tech advancements where it's like what else like a, your washer dryer <laughs> against the event space your dishwasher it's been a while i mean i, I definitely had a point in my career where i definitely took uh linen's home to wash them because uh we were maxed out uh at uh at the office uh that was uh i don't know 16 17 years ago i guess it's the only time my dishwasher or my sorry my uh my laundry has been used in an event capacity uh but yeah i'm trying to think of other technologies that i frequently use at uh, like at events that are that are like kind of personal technology uh i mean i i do use my laptop um primarily i use it for like recording uh or um maybe broadcasting i have the ability to do that i suppose uh, and i use it frequently for like uh, on the fly a lot of things that i've done for years and years like making uh like logo um 
what do you call it? Uh, what do you call those? Like logo videos that are scrolling for like sponsors. I have like, uh, I use Keynote. Man, I, I love Keynote. So like I'm not a PowerPoint person. Uh, I've used Keynote for years and they have this thing called Instant Alpha, which allows you to like very, very easily without even having any kind of design information or knowledge, uh, be able to take um, the backgrounds out of images uh, and uh, just have the 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 primary uh, selected piece there, which is an upshot is if you're having like uh, any kind of like logo um, to in rotation kind of video created like on a fly, you can do it in like three or four minutes. Just give me a bunch of logos. I'll make them all look the same. I'll scale them. I'll turn it into a video and, and press play. I had to do that at events, you know, a bunch of times, especially for search, like because we get like people that donate stuff at the last minute, and you you want to still recognize them even though they've they're past. Yeah, the, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Like, well, here actually, last question because we talk sure. about relations between our personal tech and then, of course, our our professional, our work life event space. Do you feel like, because I feel like you and I both, it's all kind of blended. Do you ever feel like in the looking into the future that it'll just continuously blend to the point? I don't know. For me, I'm like, well, that where's the boundaries in that? Or will it, will we get more to a point where it's getting more separated and we'll have, you know, boxes kind of for, for all those things? Yeah. I mean, yes and no. I mean, the, the major like tech advancement that I think that I see coming that will have the, the, the most widespread uh, effect on everyone's lives is integrated uh, augmented reality uh, into everything that you do. Uh, like we talk about how important our phones are and, and all that, but really like that's saying how important a holding a, you know, a, a one pound rectangle in our hands and, and uh, using our thumbs to mash into it is it's going to be a lot easier when, was well, just a lightweight pair of glasses on that augment everything. And then your input devices are either subtle gestures with your hands or uh, just your voice, uh, your ability to uh, both have it completely integrated into your life and also not feel like it's a burden, you know, not feel like it's distracting and taking away. Uh, it's going to do both. I think that's the future I see where it's fully integrated and also uh, less of a hassle. Because uh, right now it's still a little bit of a hassle. I hate to say that. I mean, I still remember having to do everything at a computer that's at a desk somewhere, and you know you can't leave your desk. And if you're not there, then you have to find somebody with a phone, or nobody can reach you. I mean, I can remember all that stuff. And now we're saying about how you know, like this crazy phones that can do everything is still you know too much. Uh, but that's probably the next step, I think, where uh, we're going to have AR that will be able to. Um, Talk about everything. And then from a design perspective, the most amazing part of that is going to be what you learn from that. Like, so if that's the, if that's what everyone is doing, you're going to design differently. You know, like we talk about designing events that make it so people don't want to look at their phones the whole time, but they're going to have the access of the augmented reality at all times. So um, it's, it's, that's not even an option to remove that. Like people are going to want to take their glasses off. Like they aren't, uh, they're going to keep them on, but how can you use the augmentation to uh, to learn more about your audience, to enhance the experience, to make it more personalized. Uh, how can you know additional content be you know delivered to people? How would how are presentations going to be delivered? How is uh, you know how is networking going to be different when you don't have to like try to figure out a way to move your eyes down and see someone's badge, but in fact their name is just floating above their head uh, in in an augmented way. 
um, what's the value in that? If you can just like, you know, click your, your eyeball on it, it takes a picture uh, of their name and then you get their LinkedIn connection automatically. Like all these things that will be subtle um, and, uh, you know, connected to everything that we do uh, is, is going to make based on around the fact that the user interface is going to be so much slicker. That's going to make a huge difference. So uh, to me, that, that's the stuff where in the future, I think we're going to be all sort of doing it all the time. And, and it's not, and it's going to be um, just second nature. It's like breathing. Damn, Nick, that was good. Kudos and ditto there. Yeah, there's stuff that I mean, there's a lot that has to happen yet. I mean, the technology, uh, the hardware isn't there as far as uh, that kind of experience yet. It's close. Uh, and then the stuff that's really the closest to it um, is cost prohibitive. But as yeah. as with all technology, um, like the four or five generations ago or from now already exists. Uh, it's just really expensive, like like beyond expensive, like they wouldn't even put it in the market expensive. Um, and uh, what exists now, uh, it's just so much clunkier than what you'll get. So um, people I've talked to in the other podcast that I do uh, from specifically an interview I did with a woman from Nokia, like she told me that like they're going to be, you know, as light as any pair of glasses that you have um, and they're going to be able to um, selectively um change what you see and show you what you want to see uh and it's gonna be interesting you can walk down a street and it'll just you know you can just say out loud show me the restaurants and it'll highlight buildings that you see like you're actually just seeing normally but there'll be a highlight above them or like a little sign above them or, or whatever uh, or there'll be steps that you can see in front of you like uh you know that you would just follow a path right to a restaurant like show me the best restaurant within like uh, maybe like a mile uh, that serves chicken wings, and all of a sudden they'll it'll pull it up for you, and then you'll just walk the path that's highlighted on the ground uh, that's that's in front of you, and you'll you'll end up right there. Like that kind of stuff is, yes, it's on you at all times, but that seems pretty human, right? Like that doesn't seem like a burden. Just like yeah, show me a you know, show me a chicken wing place, and then off you go. You're just walking like a person, as if you knew how how to get there. I'm like curious about like your vision at that point, like to be looking constantly at screens and everything. We're not, you're actually but not going to be constantly looking at screens. It's going to be, you're going to no. constantly looking at um, the world through glasses, but the glasses will have like a, a, a like transparent or transparent like layers on top oh, of the I real see. world. I see. Similar to like, and like the company that's doing a lot of this stuff is Niantic, which, uh, you know, is the company that makes Pokemon Go. Uh, and <laughs> they, uh, you know, like they've been spending billions and billions of dollars on. They're probably the leading augmented reality developer in the world. Uh, they, I mean, the guy that did that, he started uh, at Google and he created Google Earth and uh, Google Maps. Yeah. Uh, so like it, it, they've been in this, you know, place for a long time um, using these games to like really um, use the, to all the millions of players that they have to take pictures of the entire world. And they've been databasing that. So like they have a, a complete world map um, with, with objects in, in it already. It's not, it's not going to be too crazy to, you know, to deploy that. Like there's not a scaling issue there. Um, and then it's, you'll just look through clear, just regular glasses. Then all of a sudden you'll just say things out loud and it will highlight things or add things. I mean, like the coolest thing I think of as far as like networking is that of just saying like, you know, is there any CEOs here? And then it's like, boom, the, uh, it's a CEO or some something like that, or you know, there's like a little uh, an arrow pointing 
in the oh real world God. and above someone who's a CEO. You know, it depends. It depends how you have it set up. And it depends also on just like all the data and knowledge oh, that can you so imagine? <laughs> okay. Well, one thing we got to ask the, the audience is relationship between what are some of your personal tech advancements that you have implemented uh, within just the, the event sphere and, and your, and your work. Is there anything that ties that is extremely helpful bringing that into the, the professional world of yours or anything of that sort that is not a dishwasher, washer, dryer <laughs> so far. And of course, phones that's like in laptops, that's number one, but I would be really curious. You can email us or you can use hashtag event brew on just all the channels like subscribe all the good things and other than that nick always a pleasure to chat with you on this topic and can't wait until next week on event brew thanks thanks again for listening to event brew be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcasting app also be sure to head over to eventbrew.com and leave us a comment about this week's episode ask a follow-up question or tell us what topics you want to hear covered. See you next time on Event Brew.